You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the Rand Corporation. I'm Evan Banks. And I'm Deanna Lee. Every week, we bring you new insights from Rand's latest research and commentary. It's December 23rd. This year, COVID-19 ravaged the world, taking more than one and a half million lives, wreaking untold economic despair and personal heartbreak, and upending nearly every aspect of daily life. This year, George Floyd, an unarmed black man, was killed by Minneapolis police, spurring protests around the world and an overdue reckoning with America's history of systemic inequity and structural racism. This year, Americans elected a new president, and although ending the pandemic will be at the top of Joe Biden's agenda, many other important policy challenges await his administration, too. This year has been extraordinary, and with only a few days remaining in 2020, many of you have probably been reflecting on the last 12 months, and there is a lot to reflect on. At RAND, we're not only looking back on the events of the year, but also on our efforts to inform constructive discussions and evidence-based decisions about the issues that matter most. To that end, we've assembled a list of the top 10 research projects that resonated most with our website visitors in 2020. You can find the full top 10 list, along with a few honorable mentions, on RAND.org. But today, in our last podcast this year, we'll highlight a handful of studies that made the cut. This spring, schools across America had to rapidly shift to remote learning. Nine months later, most are still either providing entirely online instruction or using a hybrid model. To learn more about this unprecedented period, RAND conducted nationally representative surveys of teachers and principals throughout the year. When schools shut down in April and May, nearly all teachers reported that they were providing distance learning. However, most said that they couldn't cover the full curriculum. Challenges persisted in the fall. Teachers reported having trouble contacting all of their students. It's no surprise that these difficulties have led to low teacher morale. About 80% of teachers said that they feel burnt out, and one quarter said that they were likely to leave the profession altogether. Of course, the shift to distance learning is having a tremendous effect on students, too. And importantly, the negative consequences affect some groups more than others. High poverty schools and schools that serve high percentages of students of color have been especially hard hit. For example, principals in the highest poverty schools reported that, on average, only 80% of students had adequate internet access. The pandemic has likely made existing disparities in educational opportunities and outcomes even worse. As the pandemic rages on, these findings highlight the urgent need to focus on making schools safer to attend in person. Ahead of the 2020 U.S. election, a series of RAND reports helped policymakers and the public understand online foreign interference in national, state, and local elections. When it comes to Russian interference in U.S. elections, the Kremlin focuses on creating distrust— with the goal of paralyzing the American political process. This strategy certainly isn't new. Moscow has been using it since the Cold War. But new technology and the rise of social media have made it easier to implement propaganda campaigns. In fact, such a campaign was likely underway in early 2020. After examining 2.2 million tweets, 
Rand experts found convincing evidence of a coordinated effort, likely foreign, to influence the U.S. presidential election. Activity by two types of Twitter accounts, trolls and super connectors, may have worked in favor of President Trump and against President-elect Biden. But the question remains: Do these online efforts to sow divisions among Americans work? In a randomized controlled trial of more than 1,500 Facebook users, Rand researchers tried to find out how Americans react emotionally to Russian propaganda. They discovered that Moscow's political memes are particularly effective at generating strong reactions along partisan lines. But there's also good news. The study found that people may spread foreign propaganda less often when they know where it comes from. Tensions between the U.S. and China continued to rise throughout 2020. But how will the relationship between the world's two most powerful countries change in the coming decades? We know that Beijing has ambitious goals. Its grand strategy focuses on becoming well-governed, socially stable, economically prosperous, technologically advanced, and militarily powerful by 2050. But are these goals achievable? To explore these questions, a team of Rand experts mapped out four possible future scenarios for China in the next 30 years: triumphant, ascendant, stagnant, and imploding. The researchers rated two of these scenarios as the most plausible. An ascendant China would largely succeed at achieving its long-term goals. Alternatively, a stagnant China would confront major challenges and be mostly unsuccessful at implementing Beijing's grand strategy. But it's important to point out that the kind of country China becomes is not preordained. It's also not completely beyond America's influence. It would be wise for the U.S. to prepare for a China whose role on the global stage grows steadily. Rand's Gun Policy in America initiative aims to provide policymakers and the public with objective, factual information on the effects of gun laws. In 2020, the initiative launched several new projects, including a database of household firearm ownership by state, an expanded database of state gun laws, and a new resource for teachers who are interested in helping high school students discuss and understand gun policy research. Rand researchers also took a close look at three of the most common gun policies: child access prevention laws, right to carry laws. And stand your ground laws. They found that states with the most restrictive combination of these policies are estimated to have 11 percent fewer firearm deaths than states with the least restrictive combination of these policies. In other words, state policies that restrict how people store, carry, and use their weapons are likely to have a small but meaningful effect on reducing the number of firearm-related suicides and homicides. Nationwide, this corresponds to 4,475 fewer gun deaths per year, and notably, there are 18 states that currently have the most permissive combination of the policies studied. That means no child access prevention laws, but both right to carry and stand your ground statutes. Income inequality is one aspect of economics that resonates with many Americans. It feels like the rich are getting richer, while so many others have a hard time just getting by. But it didn't always feel this way. A Rand study from earlier this year asked, "What if income growth had stayed as equitable as it was in the three decades after World War II?" 
The authors of this study used a new method to quantify the scale of the U.S. income gap. Here are their key findings. Starting around 1975, incomes of the bottom 90% of Americans grew more slowly than the economy as a whole, while the incomes of the top 10% grew faster. If all Americans' earnings had instead kept pace with GDP growth from 1975 to 2018, then the cumulative income of the bottom 90% of U.S. adults would have been $47 trillion higher by 2018. And in 2018 alone, the bottom 90% would have earned $2.5 trillion more, a 67% increase. The authors themselves were surprised by the sheer magnitude of this inequity. Quote, there is no way of slicing the numbers where people come out ahead, said Rand mathematician Carter Price. That's it for our look back at the year in Rand research. To see the complete list of our top 10 projects from 2020, visit rand.org. Rand is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. As always, you can check the show notes at rand.org slash podcast for more on this week's episode. We're off next week, but we'll be back in your feeds on January 8th. Until then, have a safe holiday season and a happy new year.